August 13th of 2021. The NL East race is tight. Jonathan India and the Red Sox. Electric day in Tampa. Let's get all right into it. Patrons get exclusive access to giveaways of merchandise, baseball tickets, jerseys, and more, as well as bonus content and a voice on this podcast. By having patrons give questions or join us on the show, just go to patreon.com slash samnapoli or click, click the link in the bio of this episode for more information. Hello and welcome to the Hardball Hangout. This episode is brought to you by Anchor. We're going to go into our standings check and the best player from each division this year. So we're going to have a total of six players, as you already know. This is going to be a bit of a shorter episode. If you uh, would like to, go subscribe to Challengers Media. Link in the bio, as well as our main channel, CE Sports, to get all that good stuff. More content kind of like this podcast will be on Challengers Media. We put stuff on CE Sports, like challenge content and stuff like that. Next coming video will be spending 24 hours in the world's smallest house. You don't want to miss it. Go subscribe to CE Sports and Challengers Media. Anyway, guys, let's get into our standings check. The Rays still atop the AL East. Five games back are the Red Sox. The Rays ended up taking two out of three from the Red Sox. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is going to get the nod for best player from this division this year. Looking at his slash line, he has a 311 batting average, a 1.044 OPS. He has 35 home runs, 88 RBIs, and he has, like I think, the second most runs in all of baseball behind Bo Bichette. And I believe that four of the top five people on that list are Blue Jays. That shows you how great their offense is and how much pitching help they need this year. To the Central, the Tigers do climb into second place here. You still got the White Sox in first, Tigers in second, Indians in third, Twins in fourth, and Royals in fifth. Royals, Twins, they are tied. They are 17 and a half behind. Indians and Tigers technically tied 11 and a half behind, but the Indians have played less games. Best player from this division this year, while he did most of his success outside the division. He was traded there. Craig Kimbrell is absolutely insane. Somehow he has a 2-3 and three record, but he has a 1.06 ERA. 23 saves, 71 strikeouts. He's only pitched 46.3... He's only pitched 46.2 innings this year. Craig Kimbrell, absolutely insane player. He's going to get the best for the AL Central. The AL West is spicy. Astros are 68 and 46. They're in first place. The Athletics are 67 and 48. They are only one and a half games out of first place. That is crazy. The Athletics somehow find a way to be one of the best teams in baseball every single year. Doesn't make much sense to me, but this guy sure is helping him. The best player in this division is going to go to Matt Olson. He's hitting 283 with a 941 OPS. He has 28 home runs and 76 RBIs, having a much better year than I really thought. I know earlier in the year his name was coming up quite a bit, but I didn't really think he was still having this good of a year. But Matt Olson, good job. You're having a pretty good year. Heading to the NL East. The Phillies are on top still after a big week, a big series week. Phillies are on top. They're at 60 and 55. First NL East team to hit 60 wins yesterday. Uh, Dodgers took two out of three from them. The Mets, I believe, took three of four from the Nationals. They are 59 and 55. They're a half a game out. The Braves, who I believe took two out of three from the Reds, they are one game behind, 59 and 56. The Nationals, they are 50 and 65. As I just said, the Mets, they took three out of four from them. And the Marlins. Eek, uh, they're 12 out. 
They are 48 and 67. The Brewers, the first team in the Central to hit 70 wins, one of the first teams in all of baseball to do it. I believe the third team in all of baseball to do that. They are in first. The Reds are eight games behind. They continue their mediocrity. The Cardinals, 11 games behind. The Cubs, 18 and a half games behind. The Pirates are 28 and a half. I forgot to say who's the best player in the NL East for this year. Uh, this is the one that I have the most information on because I'm going to get a lot of heat for it. Uh, you can call me with my Phillies bias, but really look at Bryce Harper's numbers. I mean, he's only played 94 games. He's hitting 298. He's a .413 on base percentage, which is, by the way, 11.5 walk percentage. 11.5% of the time he is walking. That's ridiculous. Elite eye at the plate. He's almost, he's nearing the one-dot range for OPS. He's got 21 home runs, 46 RBIs. To give you perspective, he's not going to play 162 games this year because he did miss a lot of time. If we go to a 162-game average, he would have 33 home runs, 71 RBIs. You'd say, well, 71 RBIs, that's not really MVP caliber like everybody's saying. Well, as of recently, this last month, his RBI count has improved a ridiculous amount, and he's been improving. If you were to give him a 162-game average plus his improvement numbers with his wins above replacement as well, you'd get a 107 RBIs in 162 games. That took a lot longer to uh, research than it probably should have, but I'm just giving you guys the facts why Bryce Harper should be the best player in this division. Freddie Freeman was a very close second, and probably a close-ish third would be Zach Wheeler. Zach Wheeler is in the uh, NL Cy Young talks, but I got to give it to Bryce Harper for this one. The NL Central, we talked about. I'm going to give the best player to Corbin Burns. He's 7-4. He has a 2.23 ERA, 172 strikeouts, and 121 innings pitched. A little bit more on something he did this week later. Maybe performance of the week. Foreshadowing? Maybe. Heading to the NLS, the Dodgers are still five games out of the Giants, who are in first place. The Padres, nine games out. They've been losing some games as of recently. Rockies, they are 23 games out, and the Diamondbacks are reaching new lows of 38 and a half games out and they are 14 and 45 on the road any teams that are worse than that on the road uh the rockies the rockies are 13 and 43 on the road and the only team that i see even close to that is the pirates who are 18 and 41 on the road and the orioles who are 17 and 37 on the road everybody else is at least competent Ooh, the rangers rangers are 14 and 45 as well so you got like a lot of those last place teams are in the boat because they do bad at away. At least they please their home crowd. Anyway, that was your standings check. That one was brought to you by Anchor. We're going to be nearing the end of this episode. I know it's a short one, but I just I have a broken arm and I have some YouTube videos I've got to catch up on, so we're going to go through this. Uh, the Red Sox versus Rays. The Red Sox get 20 runs in one day. It was 20 to 1 in the ninth, and then the Rays came back with seven runs against one pitcher, but all that doesn't matter. Dahlbeck has two home runs and five RBIs. Bogats and Renfro each have four RBIs apiece. Devers had an RBI. Martinez with two RBIs. Marwin Gonzalez with two ribbies, and Wong had a solo home run to cap it all off. Pinch hitting the Red Sox, who still got two out of three taken from them despite outscoring the Rays 25-24 to in the series. And there were a couple of blowouts, too. I mean, it was Rays 8-1, Rays 8-4, and then Red Sox 20-8. to So the uh, Rays consistently scored eight runs every single night against the Red Sox this week. 
Last but not least, the performance of the week is going to go to Corbin Burns. He ties Tom Seaver and Aaron Nola's record for most consecutive strikeouts with 10. Nola also did it this year. We did a little bit of like the highlight last time, but this time I could not find it. Corbin Burns ties Tom Seaver and Aaron Nola for most consecutive strikeouts with 10. I'd like to thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Hardball Hangout. A little bit of a shorter one. I'm getting back into the YouTube stuff. More episodes are going to be more like this to 15, 20 minutes, about what they usually are. But anyway, guys, I'd like to thank you guys so much for watching. Once I get my typing hand back, it should be a little bit better when postseason time comes around. Anyway, guys, you already know. God bless. Go Phils. And I'll see you guys in the next one.